One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we're done. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming out. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to be talking about this loud. Five, four, three, two, one. Maybe a little louder. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, hello. Welcome to Best of the Best. Um, or episodic memories or some shit. I don't know. Some fucking bullshit. Today we're watching Franklin and Bash. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew, and you are listening to a little show we like to call Episodic Memories. Sitting across from me, our very own televisionary, Mark Gonzalez. Mark! How you doing? Doing great. Um, I can't remember the last time I heard the term televisionary outside of Peely Fest. Well, you do have all of those televisionary awards. I do. You're you you were wonderful writing of for Mary Tyler Moore. You have that one. Let me, t- let me tell you something about Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> then it goes into this weird it's twenty weird minute story about. Everyone's just like, I just want to just... And that, and that gaffer's name... Oh, boy. he's Now he's calling out. Was Peter Dinklage. Oh, my God. Now, Before he was a midget. Oh, I don't know if that was the same guy. I, I just had kind of asked you about your your writing. Uh, I don't know how we got into this. Uh, Let me tell you something about writing. Oh, boy. I might want to settle in, folks. Know mm. how to listen mm. mm-hmm. to other people. Okay. But also know when to not listen. Well, that's going to do it for our panel here on Mary Tyler Moore. That Mark. was always... that was <laughs> Whatever they would bring in, like, an older yeah, person th- who's... Was, everybody's like, I hope this person has a lot of great things to say. They're always just tired, and they're like... This is just doing my fucking best. It's just a job, man. I don't know. That's basically what it is, because everyone, I think, I think it's weird having worked in television that a lot of people assume it's this real creative place, and and it is in in some more respects. than more than most places. I'll give them that, but it isn't as magical as you think it is. No, there is there is a bit of a slaughterhouse kind of. Uh, way about it where dudes show up they put the wheels on the car and then the car rolls off the yeah, lot except it's, it's like I, I i i read the pages and i said oh it's been like two minutes since we've had a joke um can can one of them talk about how the other one's like a philanderer yeah i guess so we can, we can right. probably write a joke there Let's put that in there and that's just what that's it, how it happens. Instead that's of, how the sausage sausage gets made. Instead of yeah, instead of uh, screwing in headlights on a car, they're just bolting in these jokes yeah. on a page, and then they just say, "Okay, looks great. Fuck it, let's which, shoot this thing." Which I think we'll get into in a in a couple. I, of minutes. I think we will as well. There's a reason we're both thinking this at this moment. Mark, uh, how has your week been? My week's my my week's been pretty good. Um, working hard. I've got really working, working hard. I got oh, a long okay. commute. 
Yeah, you're up there in uh, God's country. Uh, Newhall. Ooh. It's not even Santa Clarita. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's far. Mm. It's very far. Mm. But uh, it's a good gig. I like it. That's cool. Here's the big thing, and I wonder if these guys are listening, because I've talked up our show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the young guy anymore. Oh no! There's two younger guys in my position that I'm I'm helping show the way. Mm-hmm. How young are these guys compared to 25 you? and 22? So oh my god, that sounds awful. They're all into like being rad. Oh, oh for God's sakes! You know, and like trying to be extreme. You know, Mark, in my day, we didn't look up to a dinosaur wearing sunglasses that skateboarded, okay? Yeah. We looked up to the president of the United yeah. States, <laughs> Richard Nixon. We all didn't we all didn't write these essays about how we wanted to be the most extreme person out there yeah. in the skate park. We would eat we'd eat fruit, not fruit by the foots. That's that and is then true. talk about how how you know, bodacious some some female co-worker was. Mark, uh, my job's going pretty well. Thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. How's your job, it. Andrew? No, it's too late now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is too late when you just go from one subject into the next and not, don't give me the chance to ask you about your job. That's all right. I'll cut this part out. Anyway, uh, um, I've been I'm working on a, uh, uh, a little side project right now dealing with restaurants here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I'm not really much of a food e like I'm a food monster. Like let's you eat. Let, first of all, let's let's put it out there, huge food monster. However, so when when you're in these meetings, will you how many times do you say um are we going to be covering Chipotle? <laughs> Most of the time People, you know, they say, uh, well, what what kind of restaurants do we want to feature? My hand just shoots up, and then they say, we're not doing Domino's. No. And then it starts to lower a little bit, but then starts to creep back up. (laughs) No. No no Papa John's. And down. Then I think for a second, (laughs) then back up. They said, we said no Domino's. (laughs) And then it just goes down. (laughs) They have cinnamon sticks, guys. It's a good restaurant now. (laughs) They they got commercials. If they weren't good, why would they have commercials? Am I taking crazy (laughs) pills? Uh, I've never seen a commercial for this Delmonico's place. uh, It sounds awful. If I don't know about it, it must be bad. Why? Logic would dictate I know good things <laughs> and I, I don't, don't know, know bad thing, things. Then it must be bad. It's it makes perfect sense to yeah. me. So then finally I wore them down. So we're so. we're shooting a feature on store one thousand seventy three <laughs> here in of, Dom- of Domino's. Didn't pick a local one. No, it's out in Huntington. Yeah, there's one really... that you really like for some reason. So that's that's what I've been doing. It's it's uh, it's a short gig, so I'll be done in two weeks. Uh, and then destitute, and I assume. Yeah. Until October. When Hell's Kitchen comes when back. When a little beauty known as Hell's Kitchen makes its triumphant. Triumph. Wow. Right, triumphant. Um, it emerges from its cocoon 
to deliver more beautiful goodness to to all of America. All of America. So I had to find something to do during the, my hiatus. Um, think about taking up like cutting. Like cutting yourself? Yeah, yeah. So that you can feel something? You know, because, yeah, just, uh, it seems like, it seems like it, it, it seems like it would help my self-esteem to know that there's, there's, there's something underneath this. Yeah, that yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not just a machine. What are your thoughts? Um, Any tips? I would advise against it. Now, you said this before. And Mark, I did a little bit of research. You said before when I suggested earlier in the year that I was going to take up alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, I looked up. There was a story. There was a study that was done a couple years ago mm-hmm. on alcoholism. Uh, not not necessarily ism, but I'll say abuse. Yeah. In, in young people, and they came to find out that the people that drink the most tend to be the more popular people with the most friends. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's a study that was released. Okay. Uh, and boy, was I mad when I read that because you felt like I Dr. had led Gun- you astray. Dr. Gonzalez over here in his professional opinion decided to prescribe me a big old, pres- a big old bottle of uh, uh, harshitude. Well, Harsh in your mellow. Harsh and ox. There, yeah. Yeah. Harsh and ox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I can't read your signature. Uh, the, the, the pharmacy will know. They'll know. They'll know who it is. Uh, well, if you can find me a similar report that people who cut themselves tend to be happier, then we'll, we'll, I'll reconsider my findings. Yeah, I got a report right here. This guy is reporting <laughs> to you. Uh-huh. That go on. I'm pretty sure cutting like myself, struggling. cutting myself for the month between work, <laughs> will lead to good things. Uh, probably not. Probably an infection. Yeah, an infection of friends. Your blood. Friends. That's friend. So you think good that you'll, you think that you'll cut your relationships. arm? Relationships. And then someone will go. Oh, he seems interesting. <laughs> He's mysterious. <laughs> Does he work in a butcher shop? <laughs> Is he really clumsy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the game of cat and mouse is on. Mark, however, we are talking about episodic memories, yes. which is the show that you're currently on. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, we're on. Yeah. Oh, You've- I'm, oh I'm on, baby. <laughs> I am on. Mark, episodic memories features the two of us yammering at each other. By for approximately one hour. Probably. Right around there. I'm going to say approximate. It's going to have those squiggly yeah. equal signs. We we pick a show, and we pick a random episode in the run of this random show. That we, we've never seen. We've never seen before. This time. This time. Before you... That was different. Okay. We are in a whole different that world That was the now. old best of the best. That, or, was, the that old, was the old episodic memories. This is the new this episodic. Is the new, this is the new, new Episodic memories. The new original Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were extreme. Yeah. It's, they all sunglasses. Dinosaur riding a skateboard. Ridiculous. This time around, Mark, we're watching a wonderful show that I came across called Franklin and Bash. Yeah. Which um, is about two lawyers. It's two lawyers. It's been on... Um, 
TNT for a while now, like four seasons? Mm. Or is it TBS? Mm. Oh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, well, I, you watched it online, I'm sure. So it, whatever, wherever you found it. Uh, but No, I recorded it on my DVR. It just it Oh, just well, started. then, yeah. It's just, it's just where you, wherever you found it. So it's... Um, it's got Mark Paul Gosler mm. and um, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Zach. Really? He's, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's one Which of. Which one was he? Bash Basher, I think. I don't. I don't remember a character named Bash. He's like the one of the main lawyers. Hold hold on a sec. Let me get my notes. It's him, and it's uh, that other little guy. No, no, no. I don't remember his right. name. No, no, no. Uh, but they're lawyers. Yeah, now that part. Now, now you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking but about. But they now. like behave badly for lawyers. Uh, no, 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 no. It's I, you got it completely right. It has Frazier, Kelsey Grammer, and Martin Lawrence, and they play lawyers. This is what you told me. We said we were going to do Franklin and Bash, and I watched fucking Franklin and Bash. Um. No, I don't think you did. It's on FX. It just started. It started last week. No, I'm pretty sure you watched. Pretty sure you watched Partners on FX. Oh, which is not the same show as Franklin or Bash. Well, you said two lawyers and they do lawyer things. Yeah, so I and saw. It's a the, comedy. Just, it's kind of a funny show. Yeah, I saw it. I flipped through the channels and I just saw the description. Lawyer doing funny things, and I was all right. This that was is exactly the, what it said. This is the fucking show. It was on FX. Yeah, you're no. Yeah, it's got Frazier and it's got Martin Lawrence. Martin. He did not say damn Gina, but you know. Maybe they're saving that for another episode. I well, did you end up? Did you watch Franklin and Bash at all? Well, I watched what I thought was Franklin and Bash. No, you watched Partners. You watched this other show called Partners. I guess I did watch Partners. But you didn't watch the assignment of Franklin and Bash. I, I, now, you can't fault me for this one. You cannot uh, fault me for this one. You can't. No, you cannot do it. Well, just in the interest of getting things to move along, I also watched Partners. Oh, so. well. Johnny, come lately to the party. I guess. I, I guess this time, I'm sorry, everybody at home who went out of your way to find episode three, three. of season three of Franklin and Bash, heartbroken. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll do that another time, but I guess we could just do partners. We could just do partners. All right, we can do partners. All right. I, which... I mean, not, let me just. I gotta type in. Uh, I gotta change uh, control find Franklin and Bash and just change that to partners, partners and that should and be then, all over the internet uh, across the board. Yeah. Okay. All right. My my notes are my, my notes are good now. All right. So um, which takes us to our first segment. Hey hey hey, what's going on here? Hey 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 hey, what is going on here? Mark, for your edification, partners. Are we sure this isn't Franklin and Bash? I just really want to... Positive. I want to Look it up. Uh, look, I'll take your word. Well, last time I took your word for it, I didn't you get into the cool circle. Not being an because fucking Buzzkill Gonzalez yeah. is out here harshing everyone's mellow. Looking out for your liver. <sighs> Partners premiered on Tuesday, August 5th, 2014. Yes, it did. On the network FX. FX. And guess what, Mark? They got the movies. They do. They got the movies. This particular night, they had partners. They had partners. 
This is we watched season one, episode, episode one of Partners. The first time we've watched a pilot on this show. They come together. Written by Robert L. Boyett and Robert Horn, and also created by Robert L. Boyett and Robert Horn. Now, Mark Boyett is pretty much the Don of '90s sitcoms. Let me give you a little bit of his bona fides. Friends, Full House, Frasier, no, Seinfeld, no. You can keep going. Dinosaurs, yes. Okay. Uh, no, I don't believe he created dinosaurs. He basically produced pretty much the entire TGIF lineup. Full Sans House, dinosaurs. Sans dinosaurs. Sans. You wish. Uh, Teen Angel? Yes, Sans Teen Angel. <laughs> Full House, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers, Bosom Buddies, and these are the high spots. There's a bunch more. All the way back to producing episodes of Laverne and Shirley. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, Robert Horn has written a handful of Disney television films, such as the Teen Beach movie and the Sweet Life movie. And he's written a handful of sitcom uh, scripts as well, including ones for Designing Women and Living Single. Okay. This episode is directed by... What's this? Kelsey Grammer. Boss himself? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And, uh... Mark, uh, basically... It's, it's, it's interesting to note uh, that... Uh, FX is doing a deal with a couple of these sitcoms, and this is this is one of the sitcoms that it's doing a deal with this on, where they are premiering their first ten episodes. They're doing two episodes, two episodes a night, a night for, for five, five weeks. weeks. So their first ten are in the can and produced. Now they're doing a deal with the production company Lionsgate on this one to. If they meet a specific threshold in terms of ratings on those first 10 episodes, they will automatically order 90 more episodes so they can hit the 100-episode syndication threshold. Mark. Just be ready. And then just go right into syndication with this with this material. Now, I'm only bringing it up because I feel like it's going to factor in a lot when it comes to the description and the talk-through of the show. Charlie Sheen's Anger Management, which came out a couple years ago, was also one of these deals where its first ten episodes did pretty big numbers. Yeah, it it kicked in that that ninety that back ninety, and now it's in syndication. Tyler Perry's House of Pain was another one. Did you know, Mark, that that show has over two hundred and fifty episodes? That sounds right. Yeah. That is insane to me. But again, all written by Tyler Perry. All of them, every single one. However, it hasn't been very popular in the the past couple experiments of it. George Lopez had a, a sitcom called St. George. On FX, yeah. On FX, which was uh, under the similar kind of setup, but it didn't hit its threshold. So um, people are not high up on this show. On Partners? On Partners. On was it poorly reviewed? Poorly reviewed, but at the same time, so was Anger Management. So was House of Pain. Like, House of Pain is just strictly... It just exists <laughs> to just be filler on broadcast networks yeah but it's somebody got paid money for it it exists in terms of television shows for 250 50 episodes i think it's like 263 which is like more than frazier which sounds, was on for like yeah. 10 years anyway that's what partners is now mark what did you think going into partners what it was going to be like uh i had assumed that it was going to be 
Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence. Cracking wise. Cracking wise. I, I I was like, they're gonna be like two lawyers that need each other, but they don't like each other, but they're both like really underhanded. That was just what I thought, having watched the trailers and all, or having watched the commercials and all that. So they just thought it was two scumbags that somehow need each other. That's what I thought. Okay, that's a pretty uh, good assumption. Having watched the show, though, it's actually quite different. Yeah, we're gonna jump right in, Mark. What, what the hell happened in the show? So the show starts with a monologue from Kelsey Grammer that is very brief, yeah. saying. But I leave to you now my greatest revelation. Truth and facts certainly have their place in society, but do they really have a place in a court of law? No. (laughs) I'm moving on from this law firm today with a great sense of personal liberation. Therefore, this was an easy decision to make. Yeah, real easy. Because your father fired your ass. There's only one other person there. And it's a, like a custodian who's scratching Kelsey Grammer's name off of his door. And he says, your dad fired you from your job. Mm-hmm. Here's some exposition. And then Kelsey Grammer says, shut up, Uncle Jerry. And then leaves. Which I thought that was kind of funny. I To be like, I thought the joke, shut up, Uncle Jerry. Like that was, like, that was funny. But the rest of it was weird because I was like, is Kelsey Grammer by himself or are there other people in this room? That's what I was wondering. Like this, this opening to set up who Kelsey Grammer's character is. His name is Alan. Alan. It's Alan and Marcus. Alan is, it's, it's weird because it's, it's framed like he's talking to some boardroom, but instead it's not, he's not facing the uncle when we pull back to reveal He's just talking into space. Well, he's talking into the fourth wall. Yeah. But because of the way it is, I don't... I I am assuming that because I know how a joke works, I assume that he's alone, but they don't show that he's alone, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of assumptions on throughout this show. Like, you're piecing... Because it moves really fast without giving you much information. So you're like piecing things together as it's happening and it gets in the way of the, a lot of the jokes or mm-hmm. the would-be jokes. Yeah, there's a lot of would-be jokes. So uh, this is a very quick scene. It's like a minute long. We then go to scene two. Uh, Martin Lawrence's character, Marcus, is now at... He, we see Marcus is sneaking around his house. We come to find out that he's living with his mother and his yes. daughter. yes. Uh, and he's getting a divorce. Yes. Can I just say one thing? History has proven otherwise, Mama. <laughs> Renee divorces you after 22 years. 22 years? I am not sorry that Renee is gone. I just don't understand why you are letting her take everything. Not everything. You're still here. <laughs> this just kind of reveals Marcus is a nice guy, but he's a pushover. Big time. Then the daughter comes out. And she's a, apparently the whole family is like born again Christian, but the daughter makes a comment about saving herself, which I'm confused about because it seemed to me that they it seemed to me that Martin Lawrence was getting divorced. Marcus is getting divorced because he cheated on his wife. Yeah, it's but later it shows later it's implied that he works too much. Frankly, Daddy, 
None of us would be in this situation if you hadn't broken the vows that you made before God. Tell that to your mother. She's the one who left. All I know is I am saving myself so that when I get married, it is forever. Honey, you can only save a pork chop for so long before it dries up and won't attract anything but flies. And yeah. so we never come back to that. And I was like, did I just misinterpret this daughter's like shitty line? Probably. Probably, right? There's, pro- there's a lot of that. This this script is so rough. We'll, I, s- we'll come out and say it. It's it's a rough script. Andrew and I think ultimately have very different feelings on what the show could be. I think, well, we'll talk about that later. Martin Martin Lawrence goes downstairs. We, f- we find out that he lives above his, his office. law practice. He talks with his paralegal assistant who is like... Stereotypical gay guy, like, stereotypical that's basically gay friend. What his who, this character is, but he reveals that he used to be like a barista or a waiter, right? At the American Girl Cafe, they're very yes. specific about this, and it's a dumb joke. And basically, he he just line he this guy is an an exposition machine. These for like pilots are hard, yeah, to write. We've tried to write a couple, and it's tough to convey who... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, have Try we. Try is the real real verb there. Uh, pilot scripts are usually like 60 pages, right? Oh, absolutely. For a 22-minute comedy? It sounds great. They're tough because you have to get across so much in so little time and also make it funny. But these characters just show up on screen, kind of announce what is going to happen next. Yeah. Mark, Marcus, you're going to court today to deal with your ex-wife uh you are kind of a pushover here's your briefcase um i'm your assistant if you don't remember <laughs> i i just want to remind you of this i i got this job when when, when you I, found I, me at the american girl cafe do you remember which this? is where i used to work and so i'm kind of stuffy and uptight i just want to explain this to you just so you know we're all on the same page and then he says, oh, I'm not forgetful. And then he tries to leave. He tries to leave. And then he comes back. Forgets his briefcase. And there's, a, again, huge laugh. Then he leaves again. And he pauses by the door. And the, the paralegal assistant reminds him what court he's going to. What courthouse, yeah. And he gives him a look. And then that's the out. That's your cold open. And I was like, I... I had to pause it. I was like, what? What is, <laughs> what is happening in this show? It's so... I get that it's setting up, and I like this show is this show, episodic memories is built about like nitpicking this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I just took a, st- a step back just to figure out like what, what, what is this? What show is this that these veterans, these twenty-year veterans, are putting this together, this show together? Do you mean? I mean the grammar right, I mean and grammar and Lawrence, and I mean Horn and Boyett. Yeah. Like these guys should know better. In terms of what the fuck is this show? Because there was no, there were no jokes that landed in that first act, that first like cold open, except for the like shut up, shut Uncle, up Jerry. Uncle Jerry, and I, that was basically based on Kelsey Grammer's read on that. Like, yeah, he's kind of haughty and he like huffs off. Like, yeah. that's he's we got we he's got classic do- Frasier there. Exactly, he's yes, exactly. He's doing a lot of the heavy lifting of a script that fucking blows. It's a rough script. It's, it's not the greatest. Then we get this jazzy opening title. Jazzy opening title music. Where they remind... Base, the, the, the opening title 
It's just basically we're in Chicago. Exactly. We're in Chicago now. Now we are in Chicago. Just remember this. We're it's Chicago. Don't don't look outside because this these sets look really cheap. Yeah. Act one, boss shows up to yeah. boss shows up to court and he's basically told that he's on everyone's shit list. He gets off an elevator and some lawyer that we don't ever fucking see again. Is like your dad's put the word out. I want to keep my job. Sorry, buddy, but it's all over town. No respectable firm will hire you now. You Just, won't work anywhere. Why? I see you later. I'm so like you could. There could be a joke there, where he's like, "Oh, I could golf with poison, or I could just drink poison." Yeah, that's better. That's better. I look. I am not a twenty-year professional. Fucking Mark, get off my fucking ass. Let me tell you something about Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Shirley. The real show is Lenny and Squiggy. That's what I Shirley was the heart. But Laverne was the mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's taking a big drag of water. Well, that's going to do it for a panel on Laverne and Shirley. Would like to think. I never liked Taxi. Oh, boy. <laughs> Judd Hirsch. <laughs> I never thought he'd make it as far as he did. Boss turns the corner and his... Turns the corner and his, his stepdaughter his shows up. Shows up and she's like, I don't like you. Yeah. Deal with it. And he's like... And yeah. Boss is hit up for money by his stepdaughter, who we don't see again this entire episode. She just appears to just basically plant a seed... To say I'm I'm gonna be in the show. Kelsey Grammer has a stepdaughter in this show, and then she just leaves. She asks and there's him, some she weird asks him joke for money. about an Impala that she asks him for money and he gives her twenty bucks. She says, "What am I leaning out of it or taking leaning into an Impala or something?" Implying like a, a, prostitute, a prostitute joke. Yeah. And then he says, "It'll give you something to aspire to." And then. Not even a big laugh, just more of like a. It's dry in here. Who was that warm up guy? I think I saw him somewhere before. Was that Tom Papa? I, bet I think it was Tom Papa. Papa. <laughs> and then Kelsey Grammer walks into the, the courtroom set. Yes, the courtroom set. The lawyer says, or the judge says, the hey, ju- the judge- hey, you're a, sh- you're a real shitbag. The judge gives him a lot of shit uh, because we are need to be constantly reminded that Kelsey Grammer is a big fucking dirtbag in this yeah. show, which even though we're being constantly told this, we don't necessarily see it. Like you kind of want to see. I want to see how he's a, what his skills are. I also want to know what he did to get fired and how because she just says like after that stunt you pulled last week and I'm imagining like did he. Did he blow up? Did he? Was it a miracle? No one got hurt. Like, was there a freeway shootout? And <laughs> is she the she, chief? What she, What happened? She says, if I remember correctly, she says that uh, Kelsey Grammer was taking some real liberties with the ethics of dealing with the jury, in that he would put oh. the word "law" in, in finger quotes, in finger quotes, and all but committed jury tampering. Right? Which sounds funny. But I would love to see more. I would love to hear a joke there as opposed to 
like this first pass script where they circled it and they're like beat it and then they they were like oops did we we probably did we send <laughs> Kelsey's off funny he'll he'll figure it he'll out figure it out so in or, in order to um, make him pay she gives him a bunch of pro bono cases yeah. which I I don't know how that works a judge has I don't think you can do that a judge has more power than you think that she can just like they have a lot of authority and they can do close to whatever you want there was an episode of best of the best you may recall where we talked about best rulings that a judge ever came up with and my favorite was the judge told the guy you can't date for a year but kelsey Grammer wasn't on trial he was just kind of getting dressed down by the judge i don't think he was he, then what are what is this like i don't know that's that's what i was confused about because it, it wasn't like was it, it wasn't Grammer, like sentencing because later because later kelsey gives martin shit for representing himself so if kelsey Grammer was representing himself in this ethics case i don't it's a good point i don't get it yeah anyway martin marcus is the next person in line and to the discuss. judge the judge says watch this guy this guy and you'll good. learn something he's a good lawyer you're a bad lawyer but then because it seemed to me it seems like it's a sentencing hearing at night court like where <laughs> boom, boom, we're just do, we're just do, trying do, to plow do, through do, as many do, like do, drunks do, and do. prostitution cases as we can right and then bull shows up and right. says something funny and mac has a vietnam he's flashback weird an unfortunate son Mel Torme just shows up Mel Torme, and yeah. just starts singing. It's Fine. it's a great show, it's Wonderful Mark. Show. It's a really good show. Anyways, so then she's like, Martin Lawrence, here you are for your case. Um, I, I like you because you're a nice guy. She looks over the docket. She sees that Martin Lawrence is getting the raw end of this deal. She's like, let's review. You should probably look at this again is what she tells him, and then they, they leave. We cut to the bathroom where Boss goes in to talk to, to Marcus and figure out well, we could probably team up because I need a job and you apparently aren't very good with your own shit. Yeah. That appear- you let people push you around. You're you should- a nice guy, but... Oh, good for you. Oh, you're a real... <laughs> I bet you're a, you're a nice guy. You're just out... But you and I... Professionally, Marcus, man. we are done professionally. Fucking done. Fucking done. So... <laughs> Marcus says, so there, this, this scene had, a, had one joke that I liked where Kelsey Grammer says, you know, you know, 10 years ago, I was right where you are being stalked by a white guy in the bathroom. That was funny. Yeah. I think Martin Lawrence is sleepwalking through this whole episode. None of his, like, I think funny jokes might be there, but he is, I don't, he was either tired or he's very tired. Maybe this was the first take. It's and very like, early. The second take early. was better, but there was like a lighting issue. So I'm like, we just got to use the first take. Um, We were supposed to record the second take? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've got to record all the takes, preferably. Yeah. I don't know what all show. All of them? You know, uh, it's, it's all right. It's fine. Don't sweat. I won't tell anyone. I thought we just wanted to use... I'm trying to cut down on tapes. No, I know. Like these XD Cam 50. Yeah. Like they're expensive. I know they're they're quite expensive. I I understand. Uh, that's it's fun. It, they got it. They okay. Th- there's a couple where Kelsey's eating a bag of Funyuns <laughs> while doing lines, but 
Good point, Jens. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, Mr. Grammar, could you not write into the boom, please? That's... Okay, it's only the first take. Oh. I'll put them down in the next take. Should I? Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so Martin Martin doesn't want his help. He's, right, he, he doesn't says, like him. I don't like you. You're a scumbag, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, you're a scumbag, and I, I'm telling you that rather than seeing it. So, but apparently Kelsey is, is enough of a, uh, a maven, persistent. though. He's persistent, so they decide to go talk about it in, like, the commissary. Martin says uh, he works too much, which is what you brought up earlier. And so that's why that's why his marriage fell apart. That's what yes. But we're like, this, this is new information. Just tell me what happened. I work too much. We grew apart, and the divorce was my fault. Boss doesn't really care, but he he says he can probably help out Martin. They say, okay, I guess we'll work together. I don't know. Fuck it. Why not? Um, but Martin says he'll take all of Kelsey Grammer's pro bono cases. Yes, that's the trade-off. Which is, is Kelsey's doing this because he wants to get out of these these cases. But if a judge assigns you community service, you can't go up to me and say, Hey, can you do this for do me? Do you want to do my community service? I'm assuming that Kelsey Grammer would probably sign the papers, but Marcus would do the grunt work. I feel like she would figure it out eventually. I don't know. Who gives a shit? So there's in my mind, maybe a laugh so far. And this is end of act one. So the two of them have a tentative relationship. We move on to act two. Martin and Kelsey go back to Martin Lawrence's office only to walk by maybe the biggest Pepsi machine I have ever fucking seen. Did, you, did this throw you in the like vestibule? There's a there's a uh, yeah there's there's like a entryway that they have a very brief conversation in. But the main character of that scene is is the Pepsi is the machine. Pepsi machine, which is it's so apparent. Because it's this huge glowing thing that Ed, clearly shows the Pepsi logo. And we have a scene there. I was, so, I was weirded out by it. I didn't understand it. Now we're done with the Pepsi set. So we long, everybody. In. They go in and they meet Veronica, who apparently is Martin's private investigator. And she's really good at her job because she gives a bunch of stats and statistics and facts about Kelsey Grammer. She says, you're... The only lawyer who can write a ninety-page brief, brief thing and call <laughs> thing it a brief. A brief. <laughs> Big <Hey>, laugh, <laughs> Mark. If that joke had been in this, that would have <laughs> that would have been I would have been, been tickled pink yeah. by it. She essentially tells. She gives us more information. She's she, like, "You're a shark." No, she tells the characters and she tells the audience who she is. Yeah, to the point where she's like. I'm an investigative genius. Well done, Veronica. I'm fascinated at how I've equally mastered the skills of deduction and seduction. <laughs> I only wanted to understand what cannot possibly be explained. <laughs> you have rendered me speechless. Your struggle is real, Mr. Braddock. Welcome. I hack. <sighs> I hack so hard. Why do we need that line? Yeah. We get it. And I'm sassy. Kelsey. Yes, and she's she's kind of shitty to them. But she says, like, and I'm sassy. And I'm sassy. She's like, you're impressed with my investigative genius and the fact that I'm... I've got it I've, going I've got on. It. 
Then she does the snaps. And you and want all of this. Can we have another character maybe mention? Or, or we can see that she's kind of a dick. We don't need to have her say. I'm a dick. I'm a dick. Am I wrong? You dick. Am I, am I wrong? No. I mean, the weirdest thing about this pilot, and maybe if we watch more pilots, we'd know how common this is. But, like, people are just falling in and out of scenes I, to where, like, I'm struggling to keep up with what the story is because we have to have so many of these people just show up and be like, I'm an investigative genius, and I'm and and I just passed by Kelsey Grammer's daughter on my way to set because she had one scene, and then she laughed. Take like Thirty Rock, right? Thirty Rock's pilot is Liz Lemon. Alec Baldwin is the new boss. Liz has a show. Tina Fey's Fey's character has a show, but she has to get Tracy with her best friend Rachel Dratch. Yeah, (laughs) she has a show that she does, but. The bosses want her to insert Tracy Morgan's character into it, and he's a fucking crazy guy. Yeah. So Tina Fey doesn't think it's going to work. At no point does Tina Fey say something to the effect of, I'm a, I want it all. I'm a modern woman. No, she says that later See, in it, the series. But it's it's kind of done tongue-in-cheek. Tongue yeah. But in describing her character, we can see that she's a frazzled workaholic that doesn't take care of herself and is you know more interested in creating comedy yeah. than bad comedy really like. bad <laughs> i cross my eyes when i get kicked in the balls oh yeah do, do that. that abraham lincoln four scores and seven beers ago <laughs> anyways and alec baldwin never says I'm a professional man. I'm a suave. No, we see him. He kind of does. Like he does. He never says it, but we see the way he carries himself. And we see by his office, and we see. Yeah, we see, we meet him when he's like redoing the office of. Yes, because he thinks his, it looks bad. Because he, we can see he's more upscale, and the way he reacts to Liz Lemon shows you the difference between the two of them. Yeah. At no point does a character Kenneth the Page doesn't walk on screen and say. Well, I'm a, I'm a I'm a hayseed. See you later, and then just walk away. Yes, no. He but usually he, has he usually a bit has of a, story a to joke. develop. When I grew up on the farm, we did this, and it's usually a weird joke yeah. that is scary, like makes you terrified about his upbringing. <laughs> right. That goes a long way versus I'm an investigator. I'm the private investigator. I am sassy. And I hot. Am all that in a bag of chips. And Mark, do we see her again? No. No. <laughs> bye bye. We go upstairs. Maybe there's like a parking issue. Ooh. And they're they like move cars. They're like we we have five head cast members, but like we only have four <laughs> spots. So like we're gonna have to cycle them in. Kelsey now. won't park tandem. He it's won't park tandem. It. Don't even ask. We go upstairs and Frazier and Martin meet with <laughs> Martin. Damn, Gina. Gina. I, I just like how I'm trading the characters over and over. Yeah, either they're Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence, or they're Frazier and Martin, or they're Alan and Marcus. But very rarely boss, are they Alan and Marcus. Boss and Marcus. Boss and Marcus go upstairs and they meet with Marcus's family. The ex-wife is now apparently living in the rectory of a church. The church. And I was really surprised that they held back on not doing a rectory, rectory joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really surprised. 
boss wants to go and investigate and everyone says mm-hmm, a lot because mm-hmm. Frazier is worried that uh, maybe the ex-wife was cheating on Martin before they right. filed for divorce. It's like a weak version of the office space joke. Yes. Where he's like, I feel like she's cheating on me. Oh, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> what? Martin and boss go to the church like immediately and they kind of which is a bizarre choice to make when you have an investigative genius downstairs but they're like fuck it it's on the way we gotta do it it's on the way so we were gonna go to we were gonna get a big old thing i'm gonna go to flingers after this anyways (laughs) we're gonna get chicken wings so it's half off let's just go i'm gonna get some cheesy sticks (laughs) (laughs) frazier's gonna get some hot hot bufflings yeah some hot buff wings. <laughs> Going to the chili bees after this. Get some so. burgs. Get some buff wings. Buff wings. Get my nug on. It'll be great. Oh, my God. So many nugs. So they go. They go. And they, they go sneak, to the church they set. They sneak around this church set like it's a Scooby-Doo mystery. It's a lot of like, dun, 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 dun. which i kind of liked but i didn't think that they were doing it intentionally or i didn't think that they were doing it enough they go but and then martin lawrence starts he starts praying praying like he suddenly be he's like oh uh, it's like he got the note right before oh you're like really religious oh it's like okay like how religious like really religious okay all right so play it yeah that's good god almighty like that is that what you want like maybe he was doing it at the director kelsey grammer <laughs> like is this what you want is this Th- what, that's, happy now that's good for practice but i, I want you to crank oh, crank it fuck. take it to 11 save your voice that's what I but when the cameras are rolling take well, it I, to 11 i only recorded the one i was I only, only recording that one <laughs> <laughs> he's new they go to this church Sorry. set they go to this church set and this is the this is the show the, this is the part of the show that i am thinking how much did they shoot this show for because it's it's a church and people live there but we see other than the people that have speaking parts on screen we never see anybody else we don't see martin lawrence's wife we don't see well we don't see the side characters that they mention but in terms of like it's a church at night okay fine but i just felt like this place should look a little bit more lived in shouldn't you see somebody yeah you should see somebody the the courtroom should have people sitting in like the like the waiting area like yeah there's like night court you watch night you watch Night Court, and they go to, like, the commissary. <laughs> yes. They go to the commissary, and it feels like it's always, it's even though it's, like, 2 in the morning, it's, it's always, this there's weird, extras there. This weird buzz about the place. When there's, like, yeah. hallway scenes, we see people milling about. This, this show seemed a little bit like it was shot in somebody's garage set. Yes, that they were just, like. like we have six people, and that's it. We have to move the camera in such a way to frame out the bathroom scene, which is, like. Literally right there right across from the proscenium it felt flat so anyway they're sneaking around this church they go to the priest's place the priest's room that they think the ex-wife is, is sleeping with they fart around in there then fraser goes through the priest's drawers finds a heart-shaped box, box. god damn it martin's like that's the heart-shaped box that I gave to so-and-so. Gave to my wife. Gave to my wife for our 10-year anniversary. She wanted to put something in there. And Frazier opens it up. He says, thank you for putting that tea down. 
Opens it up. It's a string of condoms. It's a string of condoms. And he says, well, I guess some, somebody put something else in her heart-shaped box. Look at that drive. <laughs> Just, woo. Now watch this drive. <laughs> I just, uh, I, uh, so then we go to, this is now we're into act three, which only has two scenes. Yeah. We go back to, we go back to the house and Martin is distraught over the fact that he's just found out. Apparently this is proof that his wife's been cheating on him with a priest. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Martin tells this weird joke that doesn't land at all. It no, I don't think anybody realized what it was. I can't believe my ex-wife was getting broke off by the one straight priest in Chicago. And which it's a it's a child molestation it's a child joke. Child molested joke that it nobody reacts to it. I don't know if it's Martin's read. I don't know if the audience didn't understand it, but like it no, there's no reaction to this joke. I think it like starts off the scene, isn't it? It does. Yeah, and I think that is a big weird problem because like we're i just watched a commercial for paint for like advil and then we come back and the first line is my wife cheated on me with the first with the only straight blah 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 and you're like oh well Well, wait i oh is the show back on i I guess the show's back on i was looking at my phone too busy thinking about hot buff wings (laughs) (laughs) this chili bee's got half off apps after nine nine. i just saw a commercial sounds good um then we follow it's also strange because like not to get too nitpicky here but like i I think pedophiles aren't generally considered straight or gay because it's like an adherent behavior Mm -hmm. i don't know but it's it's also one of those things where it's like uh i get it It, it... but you're also like or is he making a joke about this now yeah, like, I thought isn't he, he be, distraught? He be, I don't, or maybe he was. Maybe the joke is is that like priests are supposed to not have like I don't know. Well, priests what, are supposed to not have sex, but he's more. He he was like he seems to have believed that priests have sex with boys, and that's just the way it is. I think that's what the joke is, but there's no there's no laugh. Nobody reacts to it because the the next line is, and he's breaking it off in in, in my wife or something like that, and then. Frazier says something that that he doesn't understand what breaking off means, and then the gay character is in this scene as well, and he's like, "Thank God I'm not the I'm not the whitest man in the room." Big, Big laugh. laugh. Later on, Martin starts talking about he makes a missionary position joke. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine, but it's in front of his daughter. Which is not fine. Which and his and mother he at says this it, point. And he like says it directly to her. How could she do this with a priest? I'm guessing missionary. Why would you say that joke to yeah. your daughter? That then he goes on. Then he follows it up with a second coming joke, directly to his again, daughter. Again, yeah. Like this. <laughs> this seemed to me like they had they had the big board. The what the big whiteboard, and they're like, okay, so what are what are priests having sex jokes that we could do? Mm-hmm. All right, we got um guys, I, we I want five good ones, <laughs> and we'll pick one great one. Okay, second coming. Okay, that's that's fine. That's one for Andy. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Um, cross to bear, you know, like bare breasts. 
Can we do that one? I'm putting it up there, but I'm putting it up there at the bottom. Oh. Uh, how about a how about like a like a pedophilia joke? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's, that's good. good. That's topical. Put a put a put it uh, star next to that one. Um, what about like missionary position? Oh, oh, because they're mission. They're yeah, 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 yeah. That's, okay, I could see that. And then they're like, we don't have any great ones, do we? Nope. Let's just put five okay ones. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Quantity. Yeah. That's what I say. Just jam them in this scene. Mom tells Martin to stop or to start helping himself. That's the point of the scene, I guess. He says that now that Martin now that Martin has been proven that his wife's been unfaithful, apparently now he can put the gas on and, and fuck her out of whatever money that he might owe her. Yeah. Back in court, Martin and Boss have submitted new papers. The judge says she finds in favor of Martin. Without why? reviewing and anything. I wrote down here, why? And well, why the fuck not? Shouldn't her lawyer be her present? Lawyer, her lawyer is there, and he just kind of he like looks up, and he straight, yeah, straight in his papers. He's hmm. like, well, shit. All right. <laughs> okay. This is going to be real uncomfortable <laughs> to tell her when I see her, because apparently she's... Wherever she is. <laughs> and that's the end of the act. That's the end of that act. Act four, which is just more of a tag than anything else. The guys are back at Martin's office, and they're sharing a brew. Shock tops featured prominently. Featured very prominently. Both of them feel for each other about going through some rough times, despite the fact that, like... They still don't like each they other. They don't like each other, and all we know is that Fraser got fired by his father, but that's pretty much it. I think there's some other joke where there was some line where he talked about, like, finding out that he his father was cheating on his mother or something. Uh, or was, there yeah. was some weird play of Finding words. out that your parents are cheating on is difficult. I was 13 when I walked in on my dad cheating. And then there's I I remember there being a laugh, there being a laugh, but not and, a joke. And I was I, I yeah I was confused on it, and maybe I'm just dumb. I I don't know. Nobody knows the sting of infidelity better than I. I was actually there the night my mother caught my father being indifferent with another woman. <laughs> Both of them feel for each other. Boss wants to partner up because he feels like he's a scumbag, and Martin's a nice guy, so they could they can help each other. He has a check. Also, what is the check for? Yeah. Is he paying Martin to work for him? I think he's paying Martin to become a part owner of the business. Of what business? The law firm. The that they're just starting? Yeah. Where does he have well, money? I mean, he's a high he power. Was, he was fired, but it doesn't mean. So he starts his own firm, but now he's got startup money to pay Martin? I don't. I don't know where this money came from. It also might not be that much because they make a big deal about how no, hard it, up for cash. Well, it is because it, it seems like it's a good deal because it might be a good deal to slides, Martin Lawrence's character. He slides this over and he's like, go ahead and pick it up. And Martin's like, oh, geez. Oh, that's. He, yeah, he touches it. And I thought that Martin Lawrence gave like a good funny line. That was, yeah. Of, of him like, oh, my God, I, I'm touching money. Maybe it's racist. I don't know, but I thought Martin Lawrence was funny. And then the fucking show ends. That was partners. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very two broke girls. Yeah, that, 
that it, it just, just ends. ends. And we're like, oh, All okay, right. I guess we're done. Okay. On to Mike and Molly. So, Mark, what did we learn from partners? Andrew, what we learned from partners is that things can always be better. Yeah. You know? Um, much like Martin Lawrence's characters, his arc overall in this series is that he starts at a low spot, and then unexpectedly things turn around for him. You know, help comes from the most unlikely places. And it's the same journey that Kelsey Grammer's character has to go on. And it's the same journey that I think we as an audience are going to go on. Because this pilot is really bad and really rough. But it can get better. And I, for one, believe that this show can be passable. I just don't think that... I Frank, one of the big problems for me is that... It starts with Kelsey Grammer's character, when this whole episode is about Martin Lawrence's character. So it feels really disjointed to start with Kelsey Grammer when I'm like, couldn't we have just started this whole thing in the courtroom? Couldn't that have been the the opening of the show instead of those first two scenes? Yeah, and the two run into each other. Where they run into each other. Couldn't that be the show? And then maybe we'd have more time for all of these other characters. Yeah. I don't know. This show, what's frustrating to me is I think there's something, there's a there's a funny idea there that Kelsey Grammer can play like shitty and smarmy yeah. and, and underhanded really well and do it in like a funny way. And Martin Lawrence is like a known name. I don't necessarily buy him as like, you know. The Christian guy. The nice guy. The nice He's guy. just the nice guy that you want to root for. Because most people remember, like, Martin, in terms of the show Martin, he yeah. was, like, this weird... He was, like, a nice guy, but he was a bit of a schemer, and he also played multiple characters, and he, like, does big physical comedy. Were you hoping that Martin Lawrence would play his wife? I was hoping wife, was going to show up, That yes. he would play his wife and the, and yeah. the priest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, and, and instead, he's he's like comatose in this role where yeah, he kind of just, just walks just, downstairs. I'm just and the guy. Like, I don't really get a lot of. Uh, he gets jokes, but they're just. I think it could be a lot better in these two, like this scumbag guy, and this this weird like head in the clouds guy coming together and coming to blows. Instead, they're like kind of more in the middle than anything else. Like you kind of want to put them at the farthest ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I also and watch them go at each other based on that, right? Right. I also don't know what the show's going to be having watched this pilot. Like, the one thing you should know having watched the pilot is you should have a pretty good idea of what the show's going to be. And watching it, I'm like, are they going to spend not a lot of time in the courtroom or some time in the courtroom? Like, yeah. Is it going to be like funny law stuff or is it going to be like, because it seems it's going to be mostly. They hang out like Kelsey Grammer hangs out at Martin Lawrence's family. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what the show seems like it's gonna be. I wish it wasn't. Yeah. Like I wish it was more. These guys are lawyers and they fight a lot. The um, th- it should be noted that this this show apparently was written after the, the deal was back done. Of a napkin. 
after the deal was done, basically they they did the deal that they essentially said, "All right, Kelsey Grammer, we got Kelsey Grammer, we got Martin Lawrence. They're doing a sitcom. We're doing a ten ninety split. It's we've got this deal in place. We just need a script." And what's it about? Uh, it's about twenty two minutes long. <laughs> All right, I'll have it on your desk. <laughs> when do you come in tomorrow? Oh, uh, three. Yeah, I'll have it on your desk. Okay. And and it shows. It really shows. It this show doesn't know what it is. It it I'll tell you what it is. Int good. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of lost opportunities here. It just feels real generic. It just feels real bland and it's a shame because it could like with a it's with a nugget like that, like a okay, these are unconventional partners. It's a it's it's a reason that that trope exists because it's fun to watch in, yeah. in the right circumstances. It's, and you want to it's linguini. Now it's garbage. <laughs> exactly. You want to see that yeah, you want to see them feeling something for each other and they don't at any point. Like they still don't like each other at the end of the show. And Kelsey Grammer isn't even like that sorry for Martin Lawrence that they found the evidence that his wife was cheating on him. Yeah, there's like no, he's there's more no, of a, there's he's, no emotional reveal where it's like, oh, now I respect you more because of that. Yeah, it's I see now that you gave me this information because you want what's best for me and you care about me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like hard shaped box, mm-hmm. missionary, <laughs> and then I guess you, I guess we could be partners. I, I guess I don't. Yeah. Sounds, so okay. Okay. So are we like cops or something? Um. I, well, I guess we could be cops. All right, we'll be cops this week. They should have been a pri- they should have been private investigators. They should have said we have a real knack for this more than that one woman. <laughs> that one woman who I guess is a character. I'm an investigative genius. Oh, okay. I've been, always been wanted to hack the FBI. <laughs> okay, then do it. Fucking do it. Just Get the don't fuck out of here. Talk to me about no, it. No, we don't have any goldfish crackers down here. So, Mark, based on our criticisms. Now it's time to put our money where our mouths are. Yeah. In a little segment we like to call, well, you, 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 you fucking, fucking do, do it. it. Where you and I will be writing the a couple scenes from a perspective well, next episode. This is, I mean, it's annoying because I wrote a Franklin and Bash, but I guess I could just find just, him replaced. Just go ahead and just Franklin right, is Frazier and then Bash is Martin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um. All right, there. No, I it, guess I could do it now. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna, I'm gonna look like an idiot. No, but. it's it's fine. It's gonna it'll be just the same, man. It'll be just the same. All right. So, Mark, we're gonna go. You're gonna go first. Uh, what? Uh, who do you want to play? What? Uh, I will be scene direction, mm-hmm. and because you're so good at playing boss, you could be Alan. Okay. So, this, this again, this kind of pisses me off because. I wrote a Franklin and Bash. Yeah, I and think I it'll. I think I think it's gonna work. Change the fucking. It's gonna. It'll. Names, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna but, be fine. Okay, so you could be Alan. I'll be Marcus, and I'll also be scene direction, and you could be the judge. Mm-hmm. And then there's another character who comes in later, but whatever. All right. Well, well, we'll figure it out as we go. I guess. All right. All right here we go. I, I'll be the other character who comes in. Okay. All right. 
Interior, partners, office. <laughs> Alan and Marcus sit in the office. Marcus looks over the stack of pro bono files. Alan looks out a window, distracted. These pro bono cases are so sad. Every one of them is a tragedy. I look at them and I think, how much could I charge these saps? These are pro bono cases because these people don't have any money, you monster. And they're cases because these people are guilty idiots. Guilty of what? Holding up a file. Look at this one. A mother of two fell off the roof of her apartment building when an improperly installed railing broke. Now the building company is trying to evict the woman on top of not paying her for damages. Let me see. It says here the woman on the roof was trying to steal DirecTV from her neighbor. Shouldn't have been up there in the first place. It doesn't say that anywhere in the case file. Read between the lines, Marcus. These people aren't the lost lambs you imagine them to be. Can't blame her for wanting to watch FXX, though. Oh, of course not. What about this one? Alan briefly looks over the brief. This illegal termination case? The employee probably banged the boss's wife. Can't you ever see the good in people? There is no good or bad in people. There's only being paid or not being paid, which is good and bad, respectively. Okay, this one. A workman's comp case. 60-year-old janitor is injured while doing his job because of improperly installed lighting. He's not suing for damages. He just wants the lighting in the building to be repaired. Do something with that, you jerk. My God, this is incredible. Your cold heart has melted? No, never. This janitor works at my father's firm. Oh, I get it. If you do well on this case, your dad might let you have your job back, and you'll be able to rebuild the relationship, maybe. Screw the relationship. I don't care one whit about that man. This sob story might be exactly what I need to topple the old windbag's legal empire. What's after that? Betting your mother? Leave the classical references in armchair psychology to me. References? Interior, courtroom, day. Marcus and Janitor sit behind their <laughs> desk. They watch as Alan paces the courtroom. His eyes, he eyes the defense's desk nervously. Where is he? My father is never late for a trial. Probably too scared to face me. I knew it. He's ashamed. He regrets firing me. Don't care about the relationship, huh? The door from the judge's quarters open and the judge enters the room. All stand. They sit after she takes her seat. Well, I see the defense has not shown. This is highly unusual. The doors to the courtroom swing open and David Hyde Pierce shows up. <laughs> Sorry I'm late, Your Honor. The after party at the opera went late. Well, you know, you were there. They both sing the one song from La Traviata that everybody knows. Alan is roiling with hate. Who is that? My brother. Oh, you guys don't get along? It's not that. It's just so fucking lazy for my dad to send him. Every time I get a case, he ends up following me there just for long enough to make some kind of obnoxious cameo of some kind. The recital wraps up beautifully. The court stenographer lets out a sigh of relief and wipes some sweat from her brow. Your Honor, I object to the defense's choice of counsel. There's a personal relationship here that will affect the outcome of this trial. 
your personal relationship with your father wouldn't have made an impact? The whole point of this was to face my father. Uh, janitor. I object to my counsel having some pretty deep-rooted paternal issues. Me too. Noted. Any other objections? I object to the city's lack of appreciation for Italian opera. Who fucking wouldn't? It's catchy as shit. The end. Wonderful. Wonderful work. I I really appreciate the direction <laughs> that you went, and I think I went in a similar direction. <laughs> Does David Hyde Pierce show it, up in David, yours? David Hyde Pierce doesn't, but he, I think you'll see it's... It's similar, but it's different. It takes it kind a of, turn. It takes a, it takes a particular turn. I would like to say in defense of mine, mm-hmm. I think that's the direction the show should go. Like, they have to plow through these pro bono cases together. Oh. Whereas it seems like they're just going to drop that whole thread. And I feel like that would be something funny if they're like, look at all these weird sob stories that we have to suffer through and figure out how to milk them for money. And then, meanwhile... Meanwhile, if... Martin's like... Damn, Gina. <laughs> Gina. Here we go. Interior, Marcus's office day. Marcus pours over documents sprawled across his desk. Alan sits by himself in a leather chair, nursing a glass of scotch. I don't see how they can win. I don't see how we can win this case. They have witnesses. They have motive. They have evidence. We're just sunk, Alan. Alan takes a long drag from his glass. Do you eat dinner yet? Alan, focus. This could be all of our final meals tonight if we don't win this case. I don't even realize a drunken disorderly could be tried with the death penalty. The desk boy brought me a muffin earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of gluten-free crap. Did, Did you want something else? Why have the muffin if you're going to just make it that way? Have a cracker instead. Marcus nods slowly in agreement. The jury, they don't know what they want. They scurry from the courthouse to their homes, just hoping they did the right thing. It doesn't matter if it was right, just that they think that it is right. Alan stands on shaky legs, but his his words continue like a downhill locomotive. Gluten, no gluten, who knows if it's right? Uh, we've got, like, some Nutter Butters around here, if you want. The people, Marcus. The people think it's right to be gluten-free, so it's right, despite tasting like crap. Alan rushes up and seizes Marcus by the arm. We give them the muffin, Marcus. Rip the sticker right off the thing and tell them it's the furthest thing from gluten in the whole goddamn world. You're scaring me, Alan. You should be scared, and so should the world. And you know why? Because we're partners. <laughs> that should be the direction of the show. That's, that's a tight two pages that, right there. That's a tight, well, page and a half, that really. Fraser is slowly <laughs> losing his mind. <laughs> well, Mark, that's going to do it for this episode of Episodic Memories. Partners is in the books. Wow. What? Well, that was something. I'll tell you that. That was that was something, something special. Yeah. Uh, if you want to play along next time, Andrew and I will be watching. We will be watching the ABC drama Once Upon a Time. 
available on streaming Netflix, specifically season two, episode six, entitled Tallahassee. Tallahassee. When did you come up with that idea? (laughs) I came up with it, baby. (laughs) I am am so excited to see Shrek. (laughs) Shrek Donkey. Fiona. All, all your favorites. That dragon thing. Iron Man. I think he's there. <laughs> Princess Leia. She'll be there. All, all your favorite storybook characters. Yeah. Drax the Destroyer <laughs> is played by Baptista. John Cena, I think, is yes, just there. Might as well. And hustle in hustle loyalty respect in Batman. Just, Batman's also there. Batman lives in Storybook Town, I think is what it's called. Who fucking knows? <sighs> Once upon a time, season two, episode six, Tallahassee, available on streaming Netflix, and you can also purchase it on Google Play and all your other usual suspects. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Google Play as opposed to the <laughs> iTunes Store on that one. If you'd like to uh, comment, you can always do that. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we have an email address. Did we get anything in our mailbag? I got read last week's letter. We got a penny saver. I got this Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. I'm to take that. <laughs> got this. BOTB podcast is... It's a really sad postcard of like a kid that's been missing for 10 years. Yeah, I think it's old, but there's a KFC coupon on it, which is nice. It's going to hold on to it. BOTBpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. We're on Facebook. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. On Instagram. We're on... We're, we're podcast. Maybe we're, we're on podcast. Google Play. I don't I mean, know. We're probably on Google Play. Go ahead and search there. Let's say we're on Amazon. Start there. Start with Google Play. Yeah, go with Google Play and then work backwards to VOTVpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Mark, to talk about? No? No. All done? I think we did it. We did it, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. So long, everybody. that consortium that the consortium Woo! wait a minute what is he saying wait a second the consortium you don't mean Woo! the consortium was me and now you and I are limousine riding jets flying kids stealing wheeling dealers son of a gun you know why because we're partners. What? Oh my God! Blair McMahon of Tor-